This episode is brought to you in partnership with Choose Chicago. Capture the excitement. Yo, what's up, everybody? Yo, How y'all doing? Great. Uh, if if you read the title of this and you see they did this before, that's because we did this before. <laughs> uh, a great intro. Sometimes sequels can be great. You yeah. know, you know. Yeah. And we out there to prove it to y'all, man. Seventy-seven hey. flavors of Chicago, starting right now. This is the podcast where we visit all 77 of Chicago's historic neighborhoods and discuss their heritage and taste the amazing food. And if you know anything about us, we love two things, food and Chicago. So I can't wait to burn this gas money. You ready? Let's get it. This is the 77 Flavors of Chicago, the podcast. What's up? What's up? You didn't well, even let me finish the, oh, the my singing. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. You, you want me no, to run it back? No, it's over. back? Let's get the remix. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> Here we, hey, we, he asked for the remix. Uh, y'all, uh, welcome back to another dope episode, 77 Flavors of Chicago. Hey. Dario. Sarah. Joshua Smizer de Leon. Hey. Hold on. Full, full name, name in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Full, full name in there. Hold on. And Google him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta do my man's right. Hold on. Oh my gosh! I was like I'm in the club. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You are in the club. Yeah, yeah. We're in the club uh, pastrami. That's what. Uh, wow. <laughs> that's what we in right now. Um, that's a good name for a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, you know, I just want to address the issue that I lied uh, and I said that the time we did two episodes in one week, that was the last time that we would ever do oh, that. Oh yeah. I told people not to get comfortable. Uh, I'm get sorry. Comfortable. Uh, life changes. Uh, <laughs> life changes. <laughs> And uh, we have new friends uh, over at Choose Chicago. So, yes. uh, <laughs> so, so this is uh, this episode is a uh, a little more of an in depth dive yeah. into Humble Park. Yeah. So we've we've previously recorded an episode. You can go back and listen to that one. Uh, but this one, this one's a little more info. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Which, but don't come at us if it's not all the info you wanted. <laughs> just keep it moving. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Well, actually, our guest is a podcaster, so go listen to his podcast. Yeah, right. He's going to tell, tell you more about that. You know what I'm saying? About uh, Humble Park. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, speaking of which, uh, Josh, why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, tell the people who you are, give them some insight as to what you are, who you are, and what you do. Sure, sure thing. Well, first off, Dario, Sarah, thank you so much for having me of on the course. podcast. I appreciate it. Always, uh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Always awesome to meet fellow podcasters in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so, a little bit about myself. Born and raised in Chicago, specifically here in the Humble Park neighborhood. Um, you know, did a lot of community activism work, organizing work, uh, come from the nonprofit world, professionally, day job, because they don't make any money off the podcast. And, I'm <laughs> um, and that's just a labor of love. But my day job, you know, my background's in communications. Um, but I've done all types of cool stuff. I work, I've taught at DePaul University. I've represented oh. uh, clients like Hershey, Scott's yeah. Miracle Girl. What? Hyatt. Yeah, I've done some cool stuff like that. <laughs> all right, all right. I gotta beat First my buddy point. and Deshaun. Yeah. Uh oh, we, we got a we got a war going on here. Get my coins up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So just did a lot of good stuff. I mean, I, I bleed humble park, um, mm. red, uh, blue, and white. Uh, hey, hey. Of our bandera, hey, our Puerto Rican flag. Let's go. Uh, and then now, you know, I mentioned it before. You know, got a podcast. Y'all mentioned it before. I got a podcast. Definitely go check out the Paseo podcast. When you get a moment, cheap plug. Y'all um, don't, don't ain't no oh, cheap no. right here. The, no, we, <laughs> we got coins to spend, my brother. So. Well, a high-level view of what that podcast is, uh, basically, at the heart, it's just highlighting stories by, from, and about the Puerto Rican community. So we'll get, like, activists on, artists, authors, politicians, and we just talk about everything from 
historical moments in Puerto Rican history, historical moments not just here in Chicago, but throughout the diaspora, on La Isla. Um, and uh, sometimes it's just a profile on somebody that's just doing cool stuff. Yeah. Either way, every episode that comes out every couple of weeks, there's going to be a different Boricua in the guest chair. And I think right. the, the conversations we have are always quality. Uh, definitely brings a lot of joy into my life, being able to do that and meet Puerto Ricans from all around the world. Yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> Why? Why did you start this podcast? Why did you? Did you feel like there was a need for it? Was something missing? Definitely something missing. So uh, when I was growing up, I was in school. I didn't hear a lot about Puerto Rican history. No. Uh, if I did, it was maybe a few paragraphs, maybe a couple pages in a history book, and really it focused on. Uh, the United States, quote-unquote, saving Puerto Rico from Spain, mm -hmm. uh, which you can look up in the Library of Congress. <laughs> Puerto Rico was on its own pathway to uh, independence. Spain was actually giving them their own self-government. They actually had their first election, I want to say, in 1897, oh, wow. 1898. Yeah, 1897, Spain's like, yeah, you can be free. That's fine. You know, take Cuba with you. Right. Yeah. And uh, United States, a month later, Spanish-American War happens. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? The United States uh, <laughs> saves, right. quote, unquote, quote unquote, Puerto Rico from Spain. He Don't said, they love doing that? They've been doing that. He said yeah. it's in a book, y'all. Y'all come back. Library of Congress. Look it up. I'm not lying. Somebody's going to fact check you. Yes. So. But it wasn't until college where I was like exposed to those types of facts yeah right. um and i really felt like i was done a disservice luckily i had my grandfather who migrated from puerto rico to chicago had a small business here he was very in tune with his puerto rican culture loved history so i got to learn a lot of my own history from him yeah um, my mom was very involved in the community very proud to be puerto rican so a lot of my best conversations about puerto rican history and what was going on in the puerto rican community really came from those dinner table conversations mm. wow. but i wanted to expand that as I got older in life. I was getting my master's in public relations and advertising, and I thought from DePaul University, go Blue Demons. Hey. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I get the master's, and a uh, part of that was uh, putting together uh, a portfolio of your work. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want something that was finite. I want something that brought me joy. I want something that was meaningful to me, true to my identity. And I said, well, you know, I like podcasting. Yeah. I listened to a bunch of them. Yeah. It's not that hard. It is very hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let them know. Don't be fooled, y'all. Do not be fooled, y'all. And I was like, all right, let me get, let me give this a shot. And then I partnered up with the Puerto Rican Cultural Center here on Paseo Boricua. And, and they were like, yeah, well, what do you need? Put a little uh, studio in there. Next thing you know, we're having people on like Sonia Manzano from yeah. Sesame Street. We've yeah, had our crazy. congressman, Jesus Chuy Garcia, on the yeah. show, although he's Mexicano, but he's always welcome to the Boricua yeah. right. party. Yeah, there you go. Um, he got his invite. But yeah. you know, he always has invite. He, he, He's earned his stripes. Um, but that's really where it came from. I, I saw a void. I, I wanted to learn more. My grandfather passed away in the mid-2000s, or mid-aughts, I think we call them. Yeah. Um, so and I was getting older, moved out of my parents' house, and I, I needed to scratch that itch. Mm -hmm. So I said, let me do this. And it was a great, it's been a great way to kind of force myself to stay up to date on the news coming out of the island. Right throughout the diaspora, and it's a great excuse to meet other bodyguards doing yeah. cool stuff. There you go. I think that's probably the coolest thing is how, how it came about. Um, because you're right, it's, it, there is a, it's probably why we do this podcast, you know, we, for a, a number of reasons why we do it. But it's good to hear, um, you know, the story of Chicago 
from a, a, a minority point of view that doesn't get talked about a lot. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and I think it's very dope because, like, honestly, we don't talk about, you know, like, Puerto Rican specifically uh, situations all the time. And even when we did this the first time around, we learned a, a shit ton. You know what <laughs> right? I mean? Yeah. The first time, you know, and, and how uh, things can get misconstrued in the, in the news and over time in history, um, just like, you know, black American culture. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, you know, what they teach you in the, in the schools is part of the story. So uh, very dope to have that podcast be something out here. And I just want to say, y'all, man, he's one of the dopest people on uh, Twitter. Come on, you know, what I mean? come on, no, for real, no, for real. I mean, because like we we still fans of <laughs> of a lot of things that happen. So when like we reach out, we like, oh snap, yo, did you see they? You see you reached out to us. You see, them? you know what I mean? Like so, it was like an absolute honor, man, to to have you kind of interact with us on there. So and and to, and to put a face with the uh, podcast and the Twitter handle yeah. now is a, is a beautiful thing. So thank you, I, I really appreciate that. That means a lot. You never know what you're doing if it. If people like it, right. I think uh, as you all know, you know, you like what you do, yes. and if you bring, if that brings you some side of like joy or passion, you now that's that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful uh, thing. So to hear those kind words, it's very much appreciated. Very Absolutely. much like your show too. I listened. To, I was telling you before we recorded, <laughs> I was listening to that Humble Park episode, and I was like taking notes. I was like, ah, Dario, man, <laughs> I love your fun facts, but we got to get more in there. We Let's get go. More in there. But hey. I'm so biased. I'm biased. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? like, no, no, no. We we yeah. we love it. I mean, yeah. and, and so we were. Off air, I was telling you um, that, you know, we went through the first time and trying to sum it up so quick, you know, oh, yeah. the second time around, I'm like, how did I not talk about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and how, and It's nothing, so hard. It's so hard. so much. You know, it's so hard. And, and, yeah. it's, and it's, it's good that we have the, the neighborhood where we can deep dive into it and talk to somebody who does know. You know what I mean? Somebody yeah. who's in this. And you give us the point of view of what's going on. You tell us. You know what I mean? Because right. this whole podcast... Is about learning in general. So yeah. we tell in Chicago's history. We talk to Chicago people. Um, so none of us have it one hundred percent down. That's the point of it, right? You know. Yeah. So uh, I love it, man. Like, shoot, it's it's okay. You better than some of these people that be leaving reviews, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they be leaving these reckless ass reviews, man. So <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, y'all have to deal with that. It's all good, man. It's Chicago part of the it's literally, like, it's literally yeah. like two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The same two people, no, probably. No, yeah, no. It's, <laughs> Just creating different handles. <laughs> No, it's, it's literally two reviews, and it's from two people. Yeah, you're well, used uh, to it. I'm, I'm used to it. Like, have you ever gotten heckled? Uh, not not in a negative okay. sense. Okay. Uh, not in a negative, <laughs> not in a negative sense. But you know, oh, no. a heckler is anybody that just will laugh and like still be talking, even though they think oh, they've been. Oh yeah, yeah, They think they've That's been fair, nice. Yeah. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So like, I've been heckled in that sense, but like, I've never had a person say something wild. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, because like, I'm also from the South Side of Chicago, y'all. Like, uh, <laughs> these jokes gonna fly, you know, yeah. just yeah. with the fist now. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Try me if you want to. You know, uh, connecting that to, you know, grow up on the South Side and, and that reviewer saying, like, well, you only get excited about your culture. Like, if you threw me, like, you talk about the Puerto Rican parade, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, right. I can talk all day. Yeah. All like, day. that's like, yeah. anything you want to know, nah, we'll, we'll talk Boricua stuff all day. Yeah. You drop me in the middle of the Bud Billigan parade, <laughs> I could tell you a little bit, but right. there's no way I'm gonna like or like St. Patrick's yeah, Day parade. Right. Like I'm not gonna give you be able to give yeah. you as much detail as right. somebody that is from that culture, yeah. has right. grown up around that. Like, yeah, it's an unfair. It's a, I'm sorry, I'm, you had to deal with you handled it well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot 
lot of this is a good yeah. process part too. Yeah. When you're hearing this stuff, like, you yeah. know, I'm telling it, but I'm sure if I was listening to it, I'd probably be like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like some some yeah. of this facts, some of these facts, and we got some more pretty cool facts today. Mm-hmm. Um, just if you listen to the first uh, version of uh, Humble Park, you're probably like, what else can they say? Well, <laughs> I got more shit. So, but I mean, a lot of times we intake this stuff. I'm reading, when I do my research, I'm like, damn, holy shit. You know, like that's yeah. kind of dope. So um without further ado i think let's let's yeah, get into let's it let's jump into humble it. park part two um but uh i josh i know you listened to the episode so this is how we get I ready did. there yeah <laughs> reading rainbow My yo fave. <laughs> My fave. yeah Shout out to lavar burton you know man. you Shout know out to him he I should mean, have been the jeopardy host l- we can talk about that a whole different. That's a whole podcast. That's a whole podcast in itself, right there, man. It, that was like the only person, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like anyway. it was like Universal Karma. Not to get off track, yeah, but yeah. it was Universal Karma when they chose somebody else. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. Anyway. Um, but y'all, we are uh, indeed in Humble Park again. Uh, actually, on location at uh, Jeff and Jude's right here on Cortez and Western. Um, and mm. for those of you that need a refresher, Humble Park is community area number twenty three. Annexed to the city in 1869, um, and a uh, 207-acre park named after uh, Alexander von Humboldt, uh, German naturalist and geographer. Who's never been. Who has never been <laughs> to, yeah. he's never been to the United States, <laughs> and, but he's, he, he's that cold. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, he should. He got a whole damn community area here in Chicago yeah. named uh, after him. We'll see. It. Yeah. Different time. <laughs> Different time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have, I, the name holds a lot of sentimental value because really? I grew up in the neighborhood. But yeah. yeah. It's odd. It's odd. It it's odd. very odd. It's, it's odd. It's very odd. You know what I mean? Dude has never been here any Dermot. Hey, right. You know. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. But something that we didn't do uh, the first time around because we started a little bit later are the boundaries. So to the north, we got Bloomingdale Avenue. To the south, Kinsey and Metro Railroad Tracks. To the east, Kedzie, California. And to the west, the railroad tracks at Kenton. Again. You yeah, that, those <laughs> railroad tracks are long and wide. Well, that's, that's, what she, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yeah, that's a coin, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what she said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of many, I'm sure. It's our favorite. <laughs> One of many. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, some of the uh, old, um, some of the old uh, facts, and we won't go over the old stuff because I got a couple new things. But let's talk about the flag because you brought up the flag, and I mentioned yeah. it before. It's 45 tons, 59 feet tall. Uh, in 1995, the officials built the uh, and Puerto Rican activists they built the flag. Uh, the arches over uh, over the stretch of uh, Paseo Borica uh, that is named, and um, it also holds the Puerto Rican Walk of Fame. Also, so that's um, crazy. Yeah, pretty it's dope. True. But Josh, you were saying something that I didn't know. Uh, Won't you yeah. go ahead? And let's get. I'm gonna get okay. my finger over the coin button. Ready? So <laughs> okay, y'all. Yeah. This is gonna be a little history on the Puerto Rican flags. Buckle up. Yeah. Uh, so uh, those flags are actually the largest monument to a flag in the world. Fun fact. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Billy Ocasio was the alderman at the time. Mm. Uh, thanks to him, Representative Luis Gutierrez and Mayor Daly, mm. those flags were built. Actually had to get taken, brought over overnight because the materials were so wide, they were taking up too many lanes on the expressway. Mm. So it was actually built overnight. We have an episode on it if anybody wants to listen to it. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, it's interesting that we have flags of that kind here and not in a place like New York, somewhere right. else in the East Coast, 
Orlando. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're talking about millions of Puerto Ricans on the East Coast, a million in New York, a million in Florida alone. Um, but no Puerto Rican uh, community has ever organized at the scale in the diaspora mm. like the one here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You look at those flags and they are a form of protest. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, why is it that they are a form of protest, you might ask? It is because uh, at one point, those flags, if you went back enough in time, early 1900s, you would actually get arrested and put in jail for about a decade really? for just having that flag. What? Really? Kid wow. The Puerto Rican flag. The Puerto Rican flag. Jesus. In, so, the, in the United States. In the United States, yeah. Wow. It Talk was about called, it. The, the law in Spanish was called La Ley de la Mordaza, okay. or the gag law in English. Uh. The fear came from the independence movement in Puerto Rico that this flag represented right. the push for independence, independence meant the cash cow that mm-hmm. the United right. States had in Puerto Rico would be slip through their fingers. Um, but there's an evolution of that flag. So if you go back to like 1868, there was something called El Grito de Lares. Okay. Spanish Empire's in control. Uh, people are not liking their existence in Puerto Rico. The you know, top one, bringing it to like nowadays, the top 1% had all the power. You had slavery on the island. You had working class people, famine, economic um, chaos. And it was a working class uh, uprising against Spanish government. Okay. So, and that was like across different classes, demographics, uh, you know, merchants, slaves, uh, poor people. It was it was an amazing feat. Only lasted a few days. Spanish were like, "What the right. Spanish Empire? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Right? You, you <laughs> really want to try like a hundred miles wide? <laughs> Not gonna happen, buddy. Um, but that did usher in like things like uh, a little bit closer to like freedom of the press. It ushered in, uh, you know, like. Uh, um, uh, getting rid of slavery, um, a lot of like really like political uh, elections, it ushered in a lot of good stuff. But ultimately, when we get to the Spanish American War, where Spain is basi- basically telling Puerto Rico, you're going to be free, um, the United States says, no, we won this in the war, so we're going to take over Puerto Rico. So this Grito de Lares flag, which is still the flag of a town in Puerto Rico called Lares, ends up morphing. Um, and the design, if you ever look up the Grito de Lares flag, is very much based on the Dominican flag as it is today. That's a solidarity thing. Yeah. A lot of revolutions happening in the Caribbean at the time. So fast forward, Spanish-American War, Grito de Lares flag ends up turning into the flag as we know it today. But the, the blue in the Puerto Rican flag was lighter oh, to okay. match the blue in the revolutionary flag, the yeah. Grito de Lares. Ah. So since the flag had the elements of uh, the Grito de Revolutionary flag... Plus, it was pretty much the uh, symbol of the independence movement. Yeah. Pedro Abizu Campos, shout out to him. Hey. Amazing. Like, <laughs> army vet, Harvard grad, knew like six languages. Ended up being a political prisoner of the United States because the United States was just like, you want independence? We'll show you what independence <laughs> looks like. If anybody knows about independence, it's us. We're going to make you a colony. Yeah. We're not going to give you any choices. <laughs> We're going to lock up all your leaders. Yeah, right. Um, so then, uh, basically, this law goes into place, La Ley de la Mordaza. If you had the Puerto Rican flag in your possession, you waived it, anything. You go, you could go to jail for up to a decade. Really? Yes. Jeez. So then, uh, basically, uh, the trying to, like, kind of um, mend bridges, the United States says, okay, we're going to accept this flag as the official Puerto Rican flag. Uh, so they just made the blue darker to match the blue in the American flag. Um, and that's really... That's, that's the story the flag, as we want to say. But that's actually modeled after the Cuban flag. A lot of people yep. think it's ma- modeled after uh, wow. the United States. So, wow. 
Wow. That is very interesting. There you go. Shit. There you go. That's, that's, that's it. Hold on. We, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that so, is last thing I'll say on that, too, like, when you see those two banderas acting as gateways, yep. not only do they represent the fact that Paseo Boricua, the Puerto Rican community here in Chicago, is essentially the cultural center of Puerto Rican culture in the Midwest, mm-hmm. but it also still lives on, uh, the legacy of protest still lives on in those flags. When you look at how uh, Humboldt Park is changing, Paseo Boricua has, for the most part, remained intact. And you can take that nowadays, meaning, you know, we've planted our flag here. We're protesting the inequality that exists in our neighborhood. And these flags go a few dozen feet deep. So good luck getting us out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. That that was a bar that last. (laughs) Yeah, Um, But you know what that reminds me of is when we were in Chinatown Mm -hmm. and they kind of did the same thing. They they, uh, changed the architecture and uh, they, they adapted... You know, there was Chinese uh, or language writing, and I don't want to offend anyone, Mandarin, yeah, Mandarin Chinese yeah, yeah. Uh, writing. And so it, it was the same. It was like, we're here. We're not going anywhere. Right. You can you can gentrify whatever you want, but we're not leaving. And that story was is like very similar. Yeah. They very invented similar. an entire architectural style. Right. They did. Just so it would be... Right. Just so in your face that yes. you tried to gentrify yes. them out. Yeah. You knew what it was. Deal, yeah. yeah, what developer, they like these little ticky-tacky boxes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I like all the ornate yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's beautiful over there. Yeah, it, it really beautiful is. over there. Yeah. Really that is, is. Uh, you said something that uh, I'm going to get to um, how uh, Puerto Rico, uh, th- this part of uh, Humble Park is uh, kind of like nationally recognized. We'll get to that in in a moment. Um, but uh, some, some more fun facts about Humble Park. Uh, did you know? The actual Humble Park is not even in the community area. It is in West Town. We yeah, haven't covered West. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't covered West Town yet. But uh, that is amazing. And if you remember last time, I told you I was like, uh, part of Humble Park is located in West Town. We're now deeper dive. It's the actual Humble Park. <laughs> so that is crazy. That's wow. crazy. Yeah, that's that's out of control. Yeah. Uh, Humble Park, actually, to add on to that, yeah, has ahead. the largest collection of Puerto Rican art in the world besides the island. Hey. Really? We have the, yes, it, it, Humble Park hosts the National Museum of Puerto Rican Arts and Culture. Right. So, so yeah. look, look, look at my man. Look at my man yeah. jumping in. 2001 I'm a, I'm a, founded. Got accredited 2011. Hey, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm jump ahead in a second because he just, he just, he just. Oh, no, did I get your fun vibe? Right? Oh, man, I'm sorry. This is what we do. You a man of the people right here. You, you, this is your hood, man. So um, real quick, uh, you know what? Let me skip to that. Let me, let me, let me skip to that because that's such a dope. I'm throwing everything off. No, 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 no. I, I, I love it because that is a dope ass fact. Uh, the, the National Museum of Puerto Rican Arts and Culture is the only self-standing museum in the nation that showcases Puerto Rican arts and culture year round. Uh, and to your point, in 2014, it was actually recognized that they changed the name to say national because wow. it is the only one in That's the country crazy. to do what they do for the uh, for the culture and for the arts. So uh fantastic but we got like 800 mcdonald's you know you know, <laughs> you know like, what? Oh, over a billion sir you know you know uh, well, yeah but that speaks to the point uh i was saying earlier like you look at any other puerto rican community mm-hmm. in the diaspora mm-hmm. 
no one has organized at the level yeah. that the Puerto Rican community here has. Um, I actually want you to define that word. You know, I was just well, thinking. Here's here's the thing. Diaspora? So, yeah. so, oh, so got you. As, as like my family's Palestinian, so we are children of the diaspora as well. So I know, but I want you to, for anyone that's listening that's never heard that used in context. Can sure. You? Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to give you the Webster dictionary. Right. I'll keep, keep it short. Yeah, yeah. Um, but essentially, it's anybody that's been displaced from their homeland. Mm. So you think about the Jewish people being displaced from Israel by the Romans, you know, centuries ago, you think about uh, Palestinians being kicked out by Israel, yeah. their homeland. Um, same thing with Puerto Rico. I mean, right now we live in a world where the majority of Puerto Ricans don't actually live in Puerto Rico. There's about 3 million on the island, yeah. 5 million here in the United that's States. Wow. crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, so I'm, I'm sorry. I wish you... I could get 8 million podcast listeners. Hey, you know, hey, man, we'll get there. Existence. Speak it into right. existence. <laughs> Will it. Just, just put it out there, man. Just, just put it out there. Y'all... No, but it's a crazy it's a crazy little seesaw. We yeah. just went, we just kind of transferred populations, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, that's what colonialism will do to you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we talked about it in the first episode. Y'all go back and listen because it, it did have a lot of, we did talk about how, you know, it it, it moved. Kind of like the uh, the Great Migration, you know what I mean, with, with blacks. You know what I mean? It's the same situation. You know, it's the same situation, uh, close around the same time, you know what I mean, time frame and everything. So, um, oh, without white flight, you wouldn't see Puerto Ricans in the Wicker Park area. Right. You wouldn't see them in Humboldt Park. You know. Man, but this yeah. man, you, you yeah. in my brain, Josh. It's like, you in my brain. Isn't it, isn't it funny how it's it works? Yeah. Right. yeah. Isn't it funny how it's like white flight and then they come back and gentrify that same area? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lincoln Park's a perfect example. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, DePaul's my alma mater. Met my wife there. Yeah. My dad worked there. My mom graduated there. I got married there. Yeah. Worked there. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, Life is there. But they are the reason that Puerto Ricans got kicked out of Lincoln Park. Yeah. You know, we had really? white flight. Puerto Ricans mm-hmm. were, that was it. That was yeah. like, you'd have Puerto Ricans coming from New York, coming from the islands and search for, you know, good paying jobs. Yeah. And then, um, they sell down Lincoln Park. DePaul was like, "No, yeah, we're gonna like start a university for lower income, first generation, yeah. second generation <laughs> sure. students." Yeah. And now it's like fifty thousand dollars a year. Fifty thousand dollars a year basically have taken up. Yeah. It's not even Lincoln Park; it's DePaul Park. Right, um, right, right. So yeah, to your point, I mean, Puerto Ricans have moved around just like many other uh, BIPOC communities have had yeah. to kind of get pushed out at the behest of more affluent in our society. At the yeah. behest of, I like that. I mean, That's yeah, a good one. His, his his vocabulary in this episode <laughs> yeah. is just out of control, man. Like I like I'm sitting. I wanted to say what. The hell is diaspora so bad? <laughs> but he, he sounds so eloquent saying it, so oh I want to. I want to stop him, man. Like, so I'm glad you said it. Yeah, you, yeah using my brain. A good, um, question. good question. Man, look, this, it's a fire question because I mean, I think people want to know. They want to know. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure somebody has listened to it. Yeah. Um, but to your point about the Lincoln Park, we learned when we did the Lincoln Park episode that uh, they really came to Lincoln Park in Link. Uh, Humble Park is a byproduct in a sense, you know, because that's where they had to go, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, it, you know, it's crazy how all this is all tied together. It's and almost we, like it's the same city. It's the same city, you know what I mean? Like, it's wild how we how we figured this yeah. out. Um, but, um, you know, white flight happened, but when people don't realize that the whole South Side at one point was a humble park, uh, 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 not humble park, Hyde Park, right. uh, and, and that was all. It was like a, a getaway for it was a getaway, you know what I mean? Like, and that was the south side, you know, until you know it was Al Capone and them boys. You, you know, you yep. know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. uh, man, this the more and more you dive into the city's history, man, you you learn it's such a that's why we keep saying Chicago is such a great city, you know what I mean? Like, it is great because we've, we've been through a lot, you know, we have some resolve that is, is you know, second to none, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I don't know, I, I could just 
give yeah. Chicago they roses. You yeah. know? <laughs> I think there's something to said about the results, specifically the BIPOC communities that exist that make up Chicago. I mean, yes. talking about the South Side, you know, I immediately, even not super South Side, but even further south of here, you think about people like Chairman Fred Hampton, mm-hmm. who was like yeah, doing yeah. great stuff. Uh, it, no, if, uh, that could be a whole episode yeah, of itself. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know who Chairman Fred is, shame on you. If you yeah. live in Chicago, yeah, read yeah. it up, watch a documentary. Yeah. It's sad story, but also uplifting at the same yes. time. Yes. Um, but you, you look at the example of the Black Panthers, something similar to that was in the Puerto Rican community here in Chicago, actually started here in the um, in the Puerto Rican community. Uh, it's They're called the Young Lords. Have you ever right. heard of them? Hi, we talked yes. about it on ah, the first episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they started in Lincoln Park. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, kind of whitewashed them yeah. away. Yeah. But yeah, they started here and basically, you know, a lot did a lot of the things the Black it was Panthers peace. did. It yes. was peace. And uh, also uh, another, uh, t- again, I, I love that we could throw back now, you know, yeah. uh, to, yeah. to these episodes. Go listen to because they, they are good episodes and I'm not being biased. We're giving knowledge here. They are. Um, yep. But uh, the Young Lords also helped uh, Harold Washington win his bid for mayor of Chicago. So um, all this shit ties in, man. Yeah. Like that was 100,000 folks that he got that, you know, that he got their buy in and they vouched for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? After they were depicted as bad people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and really, that's, that's not what it was. Yeah. It was fighting for their uh Equity, you know, really, it was fighting for the equity in Lincoln Park, and you pushed us out to Humble Park. So now we, yeah, we want this man. He, yeah. he gonna help right. us out. He listening to us at least. So, right. man, I mean, yeah. it, it run deep, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even the Rainbow Coalition. Yeah. I mean, you're talking seventies, eighties. I mean, Young Lords were a part of that with mm-hmm. the Black Panthers, other white folk. Like it was a lot of it was based on coalition building yeah. as opposed to yeah. what. Face value separates us. Yeah. Quote separates us. Yeah. Um, and let's look at it from an economic landscape. And, you know, that's we see the fruits of that. And someone like Harold Washington getting elected. I mean, he ushered in yeah. how yeah. many elected officials of color? Man. Right now, I will say this. Not all skin folk are kin folk. Yeah, man, look. Everybody is going to, you know, anybody hey. you elect in yeah. office just help, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody that, uh, you know, you're like based off the status of their identity, you know, you might be set up for failure. Yeah. But um, he ushered in a lot of heavyweights mm-hmm. uh, in the city and i still to this day think harold washington was in one of the best mayors we ever had he yeah was really cheated very unfortunate council. yeah yeah very unfortunate yeah. situation with him man uh if y'all don't know about that y'all need to go <laughs> yes read it up watch, <laughs> watch a harold washington uh, interview like, go to right? the library they're, they're pretty cool oh yeah go to the, go library, to the library downtown yeah. and yeah. go upstairs man. to the ninth floor yeah it is it is absolutely Check out the gorgeous harold washington, yeah. Uh, yeah. Museum. shout out to them Love it. uh got a, got a few fun facts uh also for the area here, did you know the first Dominic's grocery store was uh, opened here at Ohio and Evers in 1918? Wow. wow. I but, did not know did that. Not yeah, know yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> uh, by Dominic DiMatteo, um, uh, all 72 stores closed in 2013. But yeah, the first Dominic's. And, and this is one of those things where you got to be a Chicagoan uh, or a Chicago land, uh, to be fair. To know what Dominic's is, that was the place. That was where we got our groceries from. So, uh, yeah, that was started here. Unreal. Did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, here's a here's another one. I, I'm not sure that anybody knew. Uh, Schwinn Bicycle Company. Did know that. Okay. Uh, was, I think we talked about that last. Did time. we? Okay. Uh, it, it's located Maybe. here uh, near North uh, near North Avenue and Costner uh, from 1901 to 1986, um, and uh, the new location now is actually uh, North Grand High School, which was built in 2004. Uh, so Schwinn bicycles. So all those bicycles that we used to ride back in the day started right here uh, and was open right here in uh, Humble Park. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Now this last fun fact, uh, and I got two more things. I think, but this last fun fact, though, 
<laughs> this is one that I have talked about several times. You know that I'm I'm a big fan. Shout out to Jeffrey Bear. Um, I'm love a Jeffrey fan. Bear. Love Jeffrey Bear, man. I, I've learned so much about the city because of him and all his tours and his, his documentaries. And so I knew this fact, but I didn't know quite the the the, the uh, pinpoint of it. Uh, um, Frank L. Frank Baum uh, moved to Chicago, and if y'all don't know who L. Frank Baum is, uh, in 1891 he moved here to Humble Park and wrote. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, uh, in 1900. Okay, That's crazy. it grew was up two blocks from there. Yeah. Grew up two blocks from yeah, there, yeah. and he wrote it. Obviously, uh, that's the Wizard of Oz, y'all. Uh, <laughs> and yep. you can go to the site where he uh, grew up. Uh, not the place, not the house, but they have a, uh, a mural there, and the the sidewalk around it is a yellow brick road. Uh, and that started right here in Chicago. I told y'all that the Wizard of Oz is heavy in here, man. Chicago's yeah. the greatest city on earth. I always have wondered why everybody in Chicago walks around with ruby red heels. It's like, this <laughs> yeah, is yeah. kind of an odd tradition we have. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, there's, we, there's actually, also, we talked about Oz Park. Yeah. Which has, yeah. Which has all of, not near Humble Park, but near Lincoln Park. Yeah. Um, and then they have the, it's like a mosaic. I, want, I don't want to say, it's not a mosaic, but it is made out of stone. Yeah. And it looks, and it's the skyline, yep. and then the yellow. With yellow brick road, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Really cool. Chicago is a, Chicago, I'm telling you, like, you'll take Chicago out of the mix. A lot of things. A lot of things go away. Yes. Like, think, like, think about that. I'm sure uh, Frank Baum would have wrote uh, the, the Wizard of Oz. It would have become a stage play to this degree. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure a lot of the inspiration is from his life. And, you know, growing up in Chicago and seeing Chicago go, because think about it, the 1900s, We've already had uh, we already had two uh, world fairs. Right. Uh, uh, we already had one world fair right. at the, at that one point, and we were on our way to another world fair. So city burned down already. Yeah. So I'm sure his inspiration. Had, come on now, you can't tell me that he didn't get some inspiration from Chicago. You know his time being here. Yeah. He's probably drinking a lot of PBRs. <laughs> Those were introduced at the World's Fair, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, shout out to the two-time champ Chicago uh, for right. having two World's yeah. Fairs. Yes, yeah. And not even, not only just having two World's Fairs, but we named, we renamed them, you know, on our own, called them Chicago Fair. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. so Chicago. We There's also beef if people, people care about World's Fair history trivia. There's actually, <laughs> I'm not going to go into like, too much detail here, but there was actually a big beef between Nikolai Tesla and Thomas Edison over who would light uh, one of the World's Fair. And, like, J.P. Morgan Chase was involved. There's a whole thing. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, like, made Tesla bankrupt because what? he tried to get in line with people to sell off his, like, uh, basically had to give up his rights to his uh, invention. Um, really? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. whole wow. D- d- uh, direct current, alternating current debate was very high at that time. Oh, and the World's to, Fair was part of that. I'm about to look that up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. dang, yeah, it was, it was beef back in the day. Yeah, there's <laughs> actually a really good documentary. I think History Channel did it. It's called The Men Who Built America. But it talks about, like, your Vanderbilt, your Carnegie's, your, your uh, J.P. Morgan's. Just the yeah. dozen of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, Got like, all the, the five credit, yeah. white guys the five. that <laughs> basically monopolized yeah. everything. Yeah. But then gave all their money away so they're heroes and happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's basically what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple things with the actual neighborhood uh, over here in uh, uh, Humble Park. There's this thing in uh, 2020 uh, called Invest Southwest right. um, where, you know, they take the uh, southwest, south and west uh, community areas mm-hmm. and, and uplift, try to rebuild, rebrand, bring housing, 
job opportunities um, and, and basically rebuild what the culture once was because we, uh, we know how things have gone south for, us, for some of the places. So um, here, uh, there are two winning projects that I want to kind of talk to you about uh, that, are, that are, I saw that are really cool and um, I think going to do a lot of good things. But I want to hear your, your take on it and, and how it affects the actual community, people in the community. Um, the first one is, I'm going to butcher this name. It is uh, Team Pianeros. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. good. Keep it moving. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> okay, I try. I try. Um, you get points, man. That's I get, good. That's I know, good. I'm gonna leave my points off this week. You get points. Now give yourself a coin. No, Come on. I, I defer that. Show yeah, coin. Yeah. As a, as a Spanish speaker, and my Spanish is not perfect by any stretch of the means, but you always get points for trying. Thank you. Thank so, you. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. But See, I get points for trying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what, I didn't say anything. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just laughed. It is a $53.9 million uh, proposal uh, on the northwest corner of North uh, North Avenue and Pulaski. Um, it's going to bring, it's going to be an entrepreneurial incubator uh, space. Um, and, Interesting. Yeah, and Latino Cultural Center and office space, nine-story, Hundred percent affordable, seventy-five unit residential, uh, residential place um, with office space for Humble Park Family Health um, and uh, a potential library branch. It's going to be there. I think it's fantastic. Actually, uh, I've always wondered driving past that building and that empty lot for so long and wondering who's going to do something with this. Right. A part of me was like, "Hey, if I was making money like that, that'd be a nice, that'd be a nice house that yeah, yeah. the spot on the corner." <laughs> yeah. But uh, actually, tying this to the Puerto Rican community here, um, that actually used to be the house of the old Banco Popular, which is the National Bank of Puerto Rico. Yeah. They moved yep. Uh, yep. across the street. <laughs> yep. um, but higher level view, I think it's a great move by the city. I think anytime you can get a hundred percent affordable access to housing. Uh, is a win if you can add a new library in a particular part of the community, especially a community that may not have a, a, a library that's in walking distance. That's a beautiful thing. So yep. I think uh, that whole that those like four corners there could use the investment. It just depends on what that investment is, and yeah. I think this is a, a good step in the right direction. So definitely in favor of that. But I think it's going to be like five years till it's built, right? Yeah, or it's going to be a little little bit uh, till like it gets built. Yeah, I got a. Uh, yeah. I think not not quite a decade. Okay, I don't think uh, a little bit lower. Okay, um, okay. I have the picture of it because it's okay. the building uh, looks beautiful. You know, yeah. obviously it's it's you know. 2020 you know so here we are um yeah. with, with nice facades and things like that but it looked beautiful i'm sure y'all just saw the picture if you're watching on youtube um but yeah it's fantastic uh the second one is the ave uh located 3601 uh west chicago avenue 25.3 million dollar proposal um on the uh, southwest corner of chicago and central park Aves. um it's redeveloped into a five-story mixed use mixed income complex of 44 residential units uh, about 21,000 square feet of restaurant, gym, and daycare space, uh, in addition um, to new office spaces for the current, uh, the current location, which is the neighborhood housing services. So, um, you know, kind of the neighborhood housing services getting a, a rebuff, you know, yeah. to kind of help out probably with the other, <laughs> the other building that's, yeah. that's going to be going on there. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I think that's a good step in the right direction. A few questions, like, is that, daycare going to be affordable right I think what we've is seen the gym gonna be affordable? is the gym going to be yeah. affordable yeah, yeah. um you know i think what we've seen with the great resignation is that people are leaving for higher leaving their jobs for higher wage jobs but you also have a lot of people that have just left the job market either, yeah. either women or men or or, or people that may, maybe non-binary they just decide you know i can't 
afford childcare. Right. So I'm just going to stay home. It's actually cheaper for me not to bring in a second income yep. because I can't pay whatever yeah. right. the amount it is, whether it's like in it, the thousands or something like that. It's literally like, that like at least minimum. I think I remember my cousin's son uh, was going to daycare three days a week. They live in Mokina, so they're not even in the city, mm-hmm. right? Three days a week, they paid $1,500 a month. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that is mind blowing. What are you teaching this child? Look, right. I don't know. You better learn five languages. I know that much. Mm-hmm. Learn how to pay bills. Uh, <laughs> yep. Learn how well, to. And like you think about being in the time of COVID too, that extra stressor on top of right. that. And it's not like childcare is getting any less cheaper. No. Right. So you know, if there's gonna be less kids in childcare, that childcare is gonna shut down or they're gonna raise their prices. So yeah. it's even. It's like squeezing juice out of a rock at this right. point. Yeah. So those would be some of the questions that come to my mind. And if we're saying, oh, yeah, we want this to be a multi-income property or housing development, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. But what's the percentage? Like, how many? what's the percentage of units that are going to go to low-income families, low-income folks, just working-class folks in general? Mm-hmm. And what percentage is going to be allotted for people that are making, you know, six-figure territory yeah. that have no problem throwing down a $10,000 right. deposit right. on uh, a property? Yeah, right. And, and we're right now, we're like on the border of Ukrainian village and humble park. Um, and it's like very, you just need to walk down the block to see that humble park is not the same that it was like a decade ago. Right. So we, we spoke a little bit before we started recording about how people are getting pushed out of the neighborhood. Right. There's a lot of things that, um, the, you know, the property value is going up, which could be beneficial to some people, but it's detrimental to a lot of the people that have lived here their whole lives yeah. and now can't afford to live here anymore. Um, I don't know if you had, you had thoughts on that. I mean, lots of thoughts on that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, two, three thoughts. I, I think uh, you look at the history of Humble Park, you're going to see a history of resistance, a history of rebellion, a history of pushing back on what the city views as the status quo and as what it views as a positive investment in a particular neighborhood. Um, you know, I think uh, growing up, it's not the same Humble Park I, I grew up with. Actually, my wife and I ended up getting gentrified out, and we had to find a home in Hermosa, which is beautiful. Yeah. But we're like a lot of Puerto Ricans, just trying to find a trying to get in where we fit in yeah. and, and yeah. stay in this place that we set roots in, that we call home. But unfortunately, due to a lot of these changes, a lot of the, the pushing out of Puerto Ricans and from different neighborhoods over the city over the generations, decades, we're living in a time where a majority of the Puerto Ricans that live in the state of Illinois don't even live in Chicago. I think uh, it's like uh, 53% as of 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Majority of Puerto Ricans live out in the suburbs. Wow. Mm. Um, wow. Which is like, you know, I mean, for me, it's like I want to raise my kids here. I want to mm-hmm. I want to be able to walk down Paseo Boricua. I right. to live on Paseo Boricua, yeah. you know. Right. Um, but uh, the older I get, the more I see that opportunity kind of just slipping through my grasp. So I can only imagine what somebody that you know, lived here since the 70s, 60s, and thought they were going to live here forever, all yeah. of a sudden has to uproot themselves because, you know, some mayor or some council member or a certain amount of TIF dollars were coming into this neighborhood to make it, quote-unquote, better, but better for who? Right. Um, and ultimately, you know, Puerto Ricans are on the losing side of that, which is why I think Paseo Boricua looks like what it does today. And that's yeah. big, big-time credit to the Puerto Rican community. Puerto Rican Cultural Center, Puerto Rican Agenda, a lot of great nonprofits in that area that have really tried to plant the flag as deep as they can so mm-hmm. that they're not displaced. But it's a hard battle. And man, I, I don't know. I hope I hope I live long enough to see us win that battle. But the way Chicago works, yeah, yeah, just, right. uh, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. But we see a lot of that on in Puerto Rico as well. Right. We got a lot of, uh, funny enough, cryptocurrency millionaires and billionaires yeah. buying yeah. a property there. And 
kicking people out. And we might live in a world where we might have a majority of people living in Puerto Rico and not actually be Puerto Rican. Right, right, man. Uh, what, to preserve some of that history, uh, I want y'all to just go down and, and look at the museum, the National Museum uh, Puerto Rican Arts and Culture. Take, just take it, come out to this neighborhood and see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the first time we were around, we never had uh, a lot of the food that we ate. What was the, what was the name of that sandwich? Uh, the Jibarito? Jibarito? Jay's the H. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know why. So I knew that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. If I gave you a pass on the first one. <laughs> no, no, I no. Thought, no I'm I, with I thought you. it was. I thought I don't know. Anyway, but we had that. Um, and you was that that sandwich actually was created here in Chicago. Yes. Um, so you know, it's funny that you know a lot of the culture is is kind of shifting, but a lot of that started here. Chicago, like something like that. If you come, it's it's such a dope city. You just got to be here, man. You got to be here and and kind of. Intake this culture, man. So it's, it's dope to like come around, like I said, the second time and like have somebody that's you know intertwined into the neighborhood, into the community, and, and can speak on it. You know what I mean? And not just you know not just somebody telling what they read. You know what I mean? Like so, um, man, y'all, that was the facts, man. That was the facts. Uh, if y'all like it, listen to it again. Uh, <laughs> if, if you didn't, uh, well, <laughs> if you're looking for a good example too, like last like thing, if you're looking for a good example of. Uh, the Puerto Rican community coming together and just saying, we're fucking pissed off. Yeah. Look up Google 1966-1977 uh, Division Street and Humble Park riots. Mm-hmm. You'll yep. notice that there's a lot of parallels to what we're seeing today with a lot of the civil unrest that we had a summer ago. Same thing was happening in the 60s and 70s yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Um, y'all go look that up. I, I, you know, I, I saw that and there's some things I, I left out on purpose uh, just because that's a whole other. Yeah, people yeah. don't know when they Google it. That's yes. a, that's yeah, you gonna see. Yeah. So, but would you? you I was gonna, let's talk about the food. Oh yeah, I'm about to say we go. We go eat some food. Get, uh, we gonna take a little break. A little break. Uh, we gonna eat some food because we are at Jeff and Jude's, um, and they have some fantastic sandwiches uh, that we only hate half of. <laughs> <laughs> So big. They are. That's what she's. <laughs> that's what she's. <laughs> so uh, we gonna. Go. I opened the door for that. Yeah, you one. did. You did. You did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, uh, y'all, we'll be right back. Dion Chicago Dream is a nonprofit fighting food insecurity through its Dream Deliveries weekly free fresh produce delivery program. The goal is to feed families, create community, and fuel hope. You can visit www. Dion's Chicago Dream, that's D-I-O-N-S, ChicagoDream.com, or search Dion's Chicago Dream on social media to support. Learn more and join the food fight. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We are back hey. uh, with the food portion of the podcast. Yeah, buddy. I need to find a new like transition. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds boring, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, shout out to Choose Chicago. Oh yeah, uh, you know, I mean, shout out to Choose Chicago, kind of point us in the right direction. Yeah, you know, so uh, so we are at Jeff and Jude's, hey. uh, and we are highlighting them today in celebration of Women's History Month. Yes, because it is a woman-owned business, 
Uh, and if you are not familiar with Jeff and Jude's, it is a Jewish deli here in on the on the border of Humble Park and Ukrainian Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually started out as a takeout only, so really? you could only order to go. They were like selling out so fast, like people couldn't get orders. It would take seconds, and everything would sell out. Um, and they only recently opened up their in store, and yeah, I mean they've been doing great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't know that they uh, started out as yep. just takeout only. Just takeout only. It was like a small little uh, little store. Uh, you couldn't sit. Uh, you couldn't come in and sit. You just ordered to go, and uh, people wanted more, so they gave them. They gave them what they wanted. Give people what they want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's re- replaced, which I didn't know what. I, I knew it looked familiar when we walked in, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it replaced uh, what previously used to be a burger, a burger place. Uh, no, lockdown. Lockdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that used to be. I, I, I've been here a couple times. I really like their burgers, but so the space is really nice. You yeah. have like these nice a brick wall on one side, which is literally the outside of the yeah, building. Yeah, outside the building. Yeah. Uh, there's like a really cool garage door, which I assume they would open during summertime. The summer. Is lit. Yep, and then you have the front like countertop area and little deli um and then the kitchens in the back but it's it's very like white and spacious and bright and looks very aesthetically pleasing i would say yeah um what it 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 feels like a diner mixed with like a upscale chic yeah type of vibe you know what i mean like so it's an it's an la vibe uh jewish deli that's I'm getting some like yeah. comedians and cars getting coffee yes. vibes from yes. this. Okay, exactly. Exactly. Okay, okay. exactly. It's, it's very LA, um, and that's that's the vibe that they 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 went with. Okay, and, and I like it, it works. Mm-hmm. It yeah. works. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I will add this. We were talking about this before we hit record, but lockdown Kuma's Corner connection here for people that like Kuma's Corner. Yeah. Uh, it, I, my understanding is there was a fallout from some of the staff there. Cook was like, man, I make these burgers. I'm going to make my own spot. Ended up making lockdown. Um, so that's why if you ever came here when it was open, you were getting the same quality, a bit cheaper. Okay. Uh, same Kumo's quality, uh, quality, but... Um, New ownership. So Kum- yeah. Kumo's corner quality, but yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a mouthful. Man, I can't right. talk today, man. <laughs> this interview should have been Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would have been sitting here quiet. I speak both. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I would have said C a lot. Yeah. yeah. C. That's Dario's uh, go to response yeah. when someone addresses him in any other language other than yeah. English. Nice. It could be whatever, C. and he would yeah, respond yeah. with C. Yeah. <laughs> I like that because you kind of hedge your bets. Either they speak Spanish and they're right. like, oh, what am I looking at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you asking me to look at? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I see you. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, that's funny. Um, we had a lot of food, so the sandwiches here, y'all, are are huge. Yes, yes. I mean, oh, you know what I like is that the menu is like concise. Yeah, it's very, it's very easy. That. You really that. like that, though. I know. Well, that's your thing. You don't like. I a don't bit. like an overwhelming menu. Yeah, yeah. Because that means you're not doing everything really well. That means you only have. Sorry. Go sorry, ahead. no, Sarah. I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you sound like a Kitchen Nightmares fan. Did you oh, ever watch I am, that? For yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Because that's like the biggest thing, Gordon Rand's. That's one of the top things. He's yeah. like, this menu is too long. Yeah. But the, yeah. the, the idea behind it is that if your menu is too big, that means your chef doesn't know all the items very well. Mm, yeah. So, like, as a person, you can only memorize so much, you can only huh. master so many recipes. There's no way you know how to do 20 entrees I didn't really even think well. about right. that. You know what right. I mean? So, if you have like, five things on your menu that means you, your you're chef is doing all five yeah. really yeah. well yeah you're, you're a master thing. so it's hard to miss that's uh 
I started watching Kitchen Nightmares a few years ago, and that's the vibe I would get going yeah. to Golden Nugget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Man, that's great at like 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2 a.m. <laughs> that parking lot is a bitch. Yeah, you know, yeah after some it. drinks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, after watching Kitchen Nightmares, I'd go through this Golden Nugget yeah. menu. I'm like, man, there's like 20 pages yeah. here of stuff and yeah. like 10 point font. Yeah. Like, right. like, it's you know, how are y'all making all this? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. A lot of it probably is like from frozen. A mm-hmm. lot of it is like not fresh. Oh, yeah. So I always, that's the first thing I look at. Yes. Yeah. How yeah. big is and the I, menu? And I think they, they make it, uh, it's definitely understandable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this menu yeah. right here is, you, you, you get your basics. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But like, not that same with your basics. You know what I mean? Like I know, like, do I want a Reuben with this or do with that or with this? Or right. do I just yeah. want a pastrami with this? No, nah, it, it tells you. Mustard, rye bread, <laughs> you know, yep. pickle on the side. Horseradish. Horseradish. You know what I mean? Like, and I think for somebody like me, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, not a picky eater, but like, if I see some shit, I don't know what's on there. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. want to deal with that. Yeah. I think they keep it like fairly simple and yeah. straightforward. And I shy away from this word, but traditional yeah. in a sense. Um, so it's, you know, they're not like trying to overly complicate and make it like, uh, gimmicky. Like it's just, you get, you get what you're looking at and what you expect. Honestly, when I looked at the prices, I was like, I wonder how, what portion this is because this is not a cheap sandwich. Not, not at all. The, the nope. cheapest sandwich we got was like eighteen dollars, <laughs> yeah, and that, that is just the sandwich and the me. pickle. Um, but it is packed. Yeah. Like you're you're not finishing that sandwich. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, none of us finished. Yeah. Uh, if we go down the line, uh, Josh, what did you get? I had a uh, what did I have? Oh, I had a, 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 a corned beef hash, a corned beef on rye. I was going to yeah. corned beef hash. Yeah. Corned beef on rye, fries on the side. Oh. Didn't finish either of them. Yeah. Not either. Yeah. Uh, delicious. Had, yeah, it was really good. I had the Reuben uh, fries on the side. Both portions were huge. Even the fries was a lot. I feel yeah. like we could have shared a plate of fries. Yeah, easily oh, shared a plate. Sure. Yeah. Um, the I had the pastrami. The mm-hmm. pastrami had the uh, mustard on it. There's something they said it had like mustard with like mustard seeds. Mustard seeds yeah. You know, and let me tell you, I love that. Yeah, it was it was fire on the rye bread. Of course, um, had a had a nice char to it. Yeah, had a nice char. I mean, and it was like so like tender. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's probably slow cooked for a long time. I mean, so how do you slow cook something and it be that char on the outside and that tender? Well, what you do is you first. This is what I think. I don't know how they do it, but you you char the outside. Same way you would like cook a steak is like you get the the, the outside first, yeah, and then you like stick it in the oven to cook the rest. So you get the the char on the outside first. I know. Same thing with like salmon. You would sear it. You would sear the skin, and then you would bake it so it cooks all the way through. So yeah, that's that's how you get the crispiness on the outside, and then you stick it in high heat for however long. Oh okay. Oh okay. I didn't know that. I'm taking notes. All right. This is what I'm cooking for my wife for dinner. Yeah yeah yeah. This is the chef right here. She she a beast with it. Um, If it doesn't go well though, Sarah, I'm telling my wife to call you. I'm blocking you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this account is blocked. Yeah, yeah. We we taking this episode down. Yeah, right. like, yeah. <laughs> no. All the sports are gonna be this. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be Dario talking to himself. Yeah. Me just in the camera doing this oh, yeah. with nothing on the other side. See, see. <laughs> um, I like. I really like the sandwich, man, because like for for eighteen dollars, nineteen dollars, which is about the average price of the sandwiches. Um, look, I feel like you get enough yeah. with it you know what i mean I like normally sure. i wouldn't eat a sandwich just by itself and like not have anything but you know the fries were good 
Yeah, you didn't need them. You can get yep. chips with it also, but like I didn't really need the fry. You know Correct. what I mean? It's a good compliment though. Mm -hmm. um, but I would have been full with just that sandwich, just yep. a half sandwich. Yeah. I think my favorite addition, well, not addition, but what comes when you order the sandwich is that pickle. Oh my god! I know yeah. people yeah. listening feel may feel a certain type of way about pickles, but <laughs> man, you eating that sandwich and you're like, man, this is good. But then you take take a crunch of that pickle, you're yep. like, ah, yeah, flavor town. I just like I, I like that he uh, yeah. spent a lot of time telling you how much you like that pickle, huh? That pickle was good. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> Probably the best pickle I ever had, I tell you. That's what she said. Girth was there. Wasn't said. too dry. That's what she said. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> See, I like people yeah, that yeah. go along with the fuckery. I love <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. here for fuckery, man. Let's get it. <laughs> he picked up on it real quick. I love it. I love it. For sure. Uh, what other thoughts do you guys have? Uh, I, so, so if you come here, here's one thought that, uh, I will say when you come here, here in Chicago, you know, the mask mandate is up, yep. you know, but this yeah. place still enforces mask and vaccine cards. Yep. So if you are going to come here, Don't make sure, yeah. yeah, make sure you have your mask ready, right. have it handy, had a vaccine card ready. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I saw one, uh, one, only one group of people, uh, that, that left. I, don't, I think they wanted to buy by the rules. One guy just didn't have it on him. So I say that because make sure you have it. I didn't have my mask. They have masks to supply, but just make sure you carry your vaccine card yeah. on you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, uh, Jeff and Jude's uh, thoughts on Jeff and Jude's? I actually, I actually had one last okay. thing I wanted to say. So I'm pretty sure it's a Jewish deli, so I'm pretty sure it's kosher. Uh, and I'm a firm believer that kosher and halal foods taste better. Just because of the way that yes. the meat is butchered. Yeah. I'm just saying. So if hey, you are. 100%. And, and uh, I remember when I used to keep halal when I was younger and we went to New York, uh, I would go into kosher restaurants yeah. because that's all, all I could eat. Yes. Yeah. Halal and kosher is the same. So. You, you know what's funny is. Uh, so the first time I've ever had halal, you introduced me to it. I had no clue about it. And I think we talked about this on the episode that I've, I've never eaten it because I'm like, I don't know what that is. You know, that was my thought process. <laughs> if I don't know the word, I ain't eating it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Um, but she told me, broke it down to me, and when I ate it, you know, y'all normally I just be like, man, it tastes the same. Nah, it's different. Yeah, it's it just, is. It's something way different with it, man. And it's uh, one of the one of the aspects of why it's different is the way the meat that is butchered, the animal isn't in stress. Yeah. Uh, because well, in at least in in halal uh, butchering, you pray over the animal and you kind of like calm it down, um, and then you you kill it pretty quickly, so it doesn't it doesn't like. Yeah, stress it doesn't out. stress out. Yeah, yeah. So the meat doesn't have that stress hormone released into it. So it tastes different. At least that's my understanding, and that's how what I was told growing up. But I, I really think there is a difference in taste. Yeah, it, so it, it definitely is a difference. If you keep halal or kosher, this is a good option too. Mashallah to halal uh, yeah. for hey, being hey, in the hey, world. Okay. Man. Oh, Thank look you at my world. Yeah. Oh, man, go ahead. It makes the world a better place, I say. Right? You know? Uh, uh, final thoughts, uh, Jeff and Juice. Thumbs up. I come here again. Yeah. You know, I think a uh, bigger picture. We used to have a lot of Jewish delis in the city. Yep. You know, now they're few and far between. So to have another one is nice. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Definitely. Man, y'all, I think the sheer size of the sandwich yeah. is oh, so big. <laughs> it just is yeah. like that right there alone is, yeah. for me, like, sometimes, like, I like to almost to the point where it's gluttonous. You know, I, I don't want to be, but I, I love to eat food. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like when, especially when it's good. Y'all, that, sure. that, the pastrami sandwich I had, fire, fire. y'all. I, I also appreciate a spot, speaking of those servings, where you can go and, yeah, maybe the price tag's a little higher, yeah, a little tough yeah. on the wallet, especially yeah. in these times. Yeah. But the fact that you can get a second, maybe even a third serving yeah. out of oh, yeah. it, like, that's, oh, yeah. a, that's a big sure. thumbs up yeah. for me. Yeah, we sure. definitely got leftovers, and I'm with it. I'm with it. Yes, yes. Uh, 
All right, tell everyone where they can yeah, follow you, yeah, where yeah. can they listen to the podcast, all, all right. that good stuff. Yeah, Me let too. people know. Okay, rundown. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on TikTok, but we just have the <laughs> handle. There's nothing there. But if you want to follow us on any of those platforms, at Paseo Podcast, we have a website uh, where we'll do like curate special uh, episodes like Small Business Saturday, uh, you know, Women's History Month. It's hey. paseomedia.org. You can also reach out to the show through that if you want to pitch yourself or someone you know or a story that you think we would want to highlight on the show. A lot of that has kind of been the, the way we've made things work. We've had a little bit of research I've done, a lot of research that uh, listeners have done. So always welcome to a collaborative experience for anybody that wants to reach out. Man, there you go. Look, man, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on here. Honestly, uh, this is what we envision life after 77 to be. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we, we, we want to talk to the people, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and like hear what you got to say about it. So, and still learn, you still learn. We, I proved that I can still dig and, uh, and get some more information out of there. So, uh, thank you for being a part of the, uh, the podcast. Um, y'all make sure y'all go get in tune, tap in, tap with, tap in with my man's over here, man. He, he put, he put the Puerto Rican community on, 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 uh, the map right here, you know, notice so people, we learn more daily about them. So, Igualmente. Uh, and again, you know, Sarah, Dario, you know, I really appreciate y'all of any guests to have on your show. Appreciate you, you know, having me on today. It's talk about the Paseo podcast, Puerto Rican history, awesome food. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you both. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all folks. Uh, <laughs> if you like this episode, send it to someone you like, love, care for, want to entertain. If you hate this episode, that is all right. Uh, don't DM me. I don't want to hear your thoughts. I don't want to hear your feedback. No, I was playing. You can send me feedback. Uh, constructive criticism only. Constructive feedback only. There you go. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Dario, Sarah, Josh, we out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 77 Flavors of Chicago. We look forward to having you again next Monday. So make sure you look out for us on any platform where you can listen to a podcast. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and do all the things. And we'll see you next Monday.